much. All right. <laughs> no, for, this, for the pedantic woman in the front row, I will talk to you later. Who is a writer? Yeah, that's more like it. Who's a published writer? <laughs> no, it's good. Question authority. It's always the best thing to do. Okay, welcome to my all change panel. Um, I have Anne Blockswitch, Valerie Keogh, Phil Viner, Holly Guy, and Guy Gardner, which isn't going to confuse me at all. Um, would you give my panel a round of applause, please? Uh, as before, I'm going to start off by passing the microphone down and you can all be introduced yourselves because it's only doing it. Mm -hmm. Oh, hi there. Um, I'm going to go on a bit waterlogged after running here <laughs> from the car park, which I don't even know where it is now. Um, I'm author of two books. I sort of write historical crime. I still have loosely because I don't see myself as a historical fiction author, but I like to set things in certain times. I am going to talk more about that. Last time I got told off for only saying the time it was set in. I won't have on now, I'll pass the mic Hiya, um, my name's Holly Guy, and I've my, completely lost my voice, by the way, so I'm so sorry. I'm so awful, but um, I've got eight published books, and I'm also a special needs teacher. Hi, I'm Phil Viner, I write as PD Viner, and I'm here, I think, for two reasons. So the first is, I was first published 10 years ago with a big deal, big publisher, uh, four books, and then more recently, last year, two books with a tiny publisher. So I've kind of run the gamut and been all changed from big deal, small deal. I'm also um, the course director of the Goldsboro Writing Academy, and we, have been running um, an advanced course and we have crime writing workshops coming up and all I do is think about what are the dramatic questions that you ask yourself as a writer if you want to push into publishing and what is the landscape of publishing like because it has changed dramatically since I started writing 10 years ago and I'm sure we'll get into a bit of that. I think that's why I'm here for all change. Valerie. Hello everybody, my name is Valerie Kyo. Um, I write crime and psychological thrillers. I started writing about 15 years ago when I self-published for many years before getting my first publishing contract in 2014. I now publish a book and I write psychological thrillers myself. Hi, I'm Anne Bobswitch. Um, I write police procedural featuring Alex Peachy. And I wanted to write a policeman that wasn't like the ones you tend to see, which are divorced, drunk, shaving up his teeth. So I wanted to put some little person in there, so I didn't know what that means piss me off. Or people. <laughs> <laughs> so my original plan for this panel um, went out the window when everyone dropped out. <laughs> so I've had to change. Um, but I'd like to talk to all of these about their publishing journeys. So I'll start off nice and easy um, and ask you when you decided that you wanted to write, um, when you actually sat down and started to write, and then what happened once you'd finished your first book. 
I, um, about 2006, I sort of got booked to write. I'm, I'm and still am a musician. Um, I still do that. Um, the gigs tailed off, and um, I, I just wanted to write. I wanted to try it, and um, I did. And it was probably one of the worst books ever. <laughs> I've, I've, I've actually written five novels, but I'm not going to mention the first two. They're honestly really, really bad. Um, I fell foul. Unfortunately, I didn't know what I was doing, either writing or publishing or anything else. So I fell foul of one of these agents who said, great, I'll take you on, it works brilliant. Um, and it was, you know, it was awful, I charged, you know, and um, I didn't know that was a bad thing at the time. <laughs> um, so that put me off and I didn't write after that. I was just sort of so fed up with the whole thing. Um, and then I think COVID, maybe just pre-COVID, um, I started writing again and I tried to actually think maybe what would be a good structure for a book rather than just completely winging it. Um, and um, let's see, so I did, I did get a publishing deal for that one, that, this, that was the mirror game. Um, so that was the sort of first published one. Um, I got another publisher after that, but it fell through. I mean, this is the thing that, so I'm sure you all found that. Um, I'm relatively new to this, but uh, you can get a publisher and it can still not work out. And um, it turned out that it didn't work out. That was my second book here. Um, just for various reasons, it wasn't particularly anything, it just didn't happen. Um, but I liked the book and I wanted to get it out, so I published it myself. Um, that's it, really, that's me up to date. Thank you. Um, so I started writing, I came from a very poor background, and my mum thought it'd be really clever to get my sisters and I, mind you, there's five of us. Okay, let's find first. She used to make us write these 600 word um, stories for News Round, if you've heard of that. <laughs> My mum used to make us do that every month. Oh gosh, I hate it so much, I really, really hate it. But actually, looking back, that definitely helped me to where I am now. I started off with those 600 words, and then my mum went, okay, you can do a thousand. And then a thousand, two thousand, and now it's like, 160,000. She's like, oh, have you done that novel? No, mum, come on, don't be silly. But um, yes, that's how I kind of got into writing. My mum forced my sisters and I to, to focus on that kind of aspect. And then I wrote my first novel in lockdown as well, nothing else to do. I was so bored, <laughs> so I thought, right, I'll give it a go. Um, and I, I've got a twin sister who always was really, really good at writing. So I thought, okay, fine, it's a bit of competition. It's lockdown. What else have I got to do other than win? So I wrote my first book and I published it. It was absolutely awful. <laughs> I can say that now. I took it down within two weeks. It sold loads. And then I took it down. I thought, oh gosh, no. I don't need people knowing that that's what I wrote. And um, I did a follow up. I did the second one in the series. And then thought again, oh, why did I write that? That's so bad. So I unpublished them both. Um, I've actually recently republished the, those first two, which is just fantastic to see that um, where I started and where I am now. And I think something that's really unique to my journey is that my original books, I've left them the same. 
So my first book, I had no editing, I had nothing. It was just me, about what, 17 year old me, writing some awful book and then publishing it on Amazon. And Amazon doesn't care, because they're gonna make money off of me. And then I kept that one, and since then, every single book has been a testament to my journey. And I'm now on number eight. And um, I can probably say I've got editors now, and I've got more of a, a, a good network around me. But um, that's something unique to my journey is that all my books in the beginning, I haven't changed a single page. I've left them out there because I like to have a look at my progression from then to now. That's a bit about my imagine project. Wow, there's so much to unpack there. <laughs> um, so, I have a different story. Um, I uh, started doing um, film and theatre, had some success in that, but uh, spent a number of years um, trying to get a, a feature film made, got very dispirited, ran away to the circus, joined the cult. <laughs> and came back in my mid-thirties thinking, I really need to settle down now. And I started a publishing company. And uh, what I was writing were um, uh, study guides for students and uh, later on, growing ups for Shakespeare and the classics. And I worked with RSC actors, with teachers, with other writers to create a series of guides. And I loved it. I loved working with actors, I loved being in the studio, and 2008, financial crisis, schools budgets were slashed, library budgets were slashed, and the market just fell out for what I was doing. I had a two-year-old, and my wife's got a proper job, so I was the house husband, and loved it, and I thought, all right, can I take the time now to start writing, give myself at least two days a week where I will write? And uh, I did the two-year um, course, which was then at Sussex, the Crazy Writing Programme. Loved it, I had the time. And my first book was actually stupidly easy. I sent it off to one agent, and they accepted me, who was a uber agent at a huge um, literary agency. I got a deal almost immediately, and everything seemed so peachy. I got quite a lot of money for my first book, for my first two books, um, and wrote uh, two novellas to come out. So there were uh, four good, beautifully prepared, really good quotes. Mark Bellingham said I was the new voice of crime writing. Um, came out in the States with loads of. Uh, people saying how great it was. And of course, it didn't sell particularly well. And once you get money, and yet you don't sell very well, it's really hard to prove that you can do it. Um, I got uh, dropped on by a publisher, found a new publisher, had two more books out, have had a staggered career since then, moving from mystery to um, high octane thriller to uh, mystery again, and and on the road, being really interested in how publishing <coughs> works, which is why um, earlier this year I started the Goals for 
Middlesbrough Writing Academy, which is linked to the David Headley um, DHH Literary Agency. So agents talk to you from day one, and the whole thing about it is we don't teach creative writing, we teach how to get published and how the industry works. And I mean, I don't know Martin Tracy. Is he here? I mean, look, I haven't got one of these things. I haven't got one of these books. This, that's quality hanging down. Um, earlier this year, there was a report saying that um, it is now true that authors' money, so when I started, the authors earned 12,000 pounds a year, roughly. It's now down to less than seven, and self published authors now make more money on average. Obviously, there are big deals out there still, and I do know people that have been paid four figures in the last year. However, this has become the future. These, you know, from self-published books to um, these new imprints that are tiny, like Hera, um, it's basically two people. Um, it's my same editor who was with me at Ebury. She's now started her own publisher because she doesn't want to work with the big guys. It's a beautiful paperback, but it's still only two people running it. I know people here work for Right to Bookerchow, and they're growing, but they started as two people. The industry has changed so much, and we need as writers to get a grasp of it and know where we are, where we're going, so we can have these interesting journeys. And I wish your twin was here. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> All our experiences are so different, and um, mine again is different. I have always wanted to write, um, and over the years I wrote a page of a story, or started a book, and then read it back and threw it away thinking it was rubbish. And about 15 years ago I decided either stop dreaming or to write a book. So I sat down and I concentrated on writing my first book. And I thought that was it. The whole world would come running. But then, it's a huge learning curve. Nobody wanted it. Back then, it was 15 years ago, there was very few places where you could submit a book without an agent. So I tried for an agent. And back then, again, a lot of agents wanted hard copies. So you had to print out three chapters of your book, post them all. It cost a lot of money. I was a poor nurse at the time. Um, Eventually, my sister um, sent me thing sheets, or an article she'd seen in the newspaper about um, someone who'd self-published with Amazon. I thought, right, that's what I'll do. So I self-published my first book, and then I, I, meanwhile I was still writing the next, because once I started writing, I just kept writing them. So um, I had seven books published <coughs> on Amazon before I got my first publishing contract back in 2018. Um, I'd, I'd written my first series was a crime series based in Dublin. When that didn't sell to anybody, I started writing a crime series with a serial killer based in the UK. Um, in 2018, I was still working as an artist and I was having a hard job. I had already submitted two e-first publishers, Book Tour and Bloodhound. Both of them had turned me down. I decided I'd try again and I submitted to Book Tour. This time, as luck would have it, they took me on. So I got my first contract way back in 2018 with um, Booker. And then I thought that was it. 
my life was made. I was a writer, and that was it. That's my whole future. It's perfect. I had two book contracts with them, and they didn't renew my contract. I think I cried for a whole day. Um, because it is devastating. You don't know. You, you have this contract. You think you've made it. And it, it didn't work out. Um, and two weeks later, I signed a contract with Bloodhound Books. And I was with them. And in fact, the, the two books that Booker turned down became bestsellers, both of them. So everything is subjective. Just because someone doesn't like a book doesn't mean somebody else won't. And I think it, it's very, very important to believe in yourself. Um, I was lucky, but I was so devastated. I got angry rather than, and things got a bit iffy. So I was approached by Boulder Books early last year, um, and they made me not, but I couldn't confuse. So I signed um, with Boulder Books. Um, I have just recently signed a second contract for five books with them. The fourth book in my first contract is The Nurse. It is, has been 10 weeks in the top 10 Kindle bestsellers. So Boulder are doing really well for me. A lot of these e-first books um, are absolutely super to work with. They're very easy to work with. Um, they're great with our marketing. They're great with um, dealing with us as individuals. Um, I don't feel like I'm going to chain. Um, I have my own editor, same editor all the time, who I threatened to kidnap if she ever leaves, because <laughs> um, we have a good relationship. Um, and I think I'll just keep writing forever. I write just psychological thrillers now, because that's what the market wants. There seems an endless appetite for psychological thrillers. I do have, still have four self-published books about my serial killing nurse, but I would like to um, write more on them. Please, man, I'd like to, you know, 
They're just human beings. And they may have disabled children, so I'm going to start there. So Alex Peachy's son is very, very much based on my own son in the fact that he's violent towards his mother. And there's a lot more heat in the movie. There's more physical violence than other It's, it's uh, I wouldn't let it get that far. But it was the same kind of um, dynamics. But I've got Alex at work trying to deal with work. And then where there's a murder at Ladies Night, the, the girlfriend of the stripper was murdered. He's uh, like a big arrogant soul, and it's a case of, would he have done it because he thinks he can, because he thinks he's that good? Or, so there's, there's a whack going on, but then at the same time he's distracted because he's got his child at home. And, and I've, I've tried, I've, I've went to, I kept going back to Harrogate, and I've talked to him, and Martina Cole said, tell me what it's about. So I did, she said, if you make, if you put this bit in there and do that, that works as a better story. So I, okay, so I did. And then I went off to Crime and Punishment, which is a small, uh, crime writing festival in Red Green run by Graham Smith, and it's taught by crime writers. And it's in, now in its 11th year, and 18 of the attendees are now published authors, including the great Mike Craven. Um, and he actually came back to talk class last year, which was great. Um, but again, we have agents and publishers coming each year, and they, they, you get to do a one to one with them after the weekend, which is so you, you get that practice with the pitch, but it's, it's really, really useful. So I just went from there and, and um, I started off with a, with a small publisher who's who, uh, taken on five of us at the time and then by the end of the first month she'd taken on 28. And it was too much for us, so that folded. And then a couple of years ago, last year I was taken on my Red Dragon, um, contracted for two books. So he republished the first book because it was for mistakes. Um, and then did the second one, which is this one. Um, and so I think I'm out of contract now because he's got first refusal on book three, but I'm not feeling too comfortable with this. I'm, I'm looking elsewhere. I've also got two standard psychological thrillers on the go. One which was supposed to be a cozy setting space. I think it's turned out to be something like all my identity. I don't know where that. <laughs> 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 supposed to be this, this, this couple running this quite high agency, and he was a bit arrogant, but, but very sweet. And, and she just put him in his place, and it turned out that there's more to him than he's behind, you don't want the secrets behind, and, and that's just how it's gone. So when that was in your life, I don't know, but Alex Peach is very important planned, and I don't think planning, but I know what the subject matter is going to be. So that's as far as it gets. And I like to write about things that are personal to me, so the first one obviously is, is to do with animals, and the second one is to do with child abuse. There's no child abuse descriptions in this book, because I've lived it. Um, I can't kill my kids while they're alive, but I didn't want to pay for it if that was so But again, it was just to show people that rather than get fetching. And I had a, a well-known author email me after that came out and she said, give me the code to tell people I'm going to use, which is all I to do. Put the shame on them, not on follow that. <laughs> um, so when you finished your first books, what was the best and worst advice you were given and what advice would you like to have been given? Hmm. I'm not sure I was given that much advice. I, didn't know what was, I still didn't know what to take. Um, I, I, I thought I could have edited it more. Um, I think that's the same with everyone, isn't it? I'm probably never sort of happy. Um, and I mean, when, when I started, you know, I had this agent who was completely useless and he gave me loads of awful advice. Um, so, hence, you know, I sort of ditched.
that's, that's the only advice I've got, is that you have to keep writing. Um, and the conclusion I've sort of come to is that as long as you want to write and you keep doing it, you're going to win regardless, right? You're going to win if you get an agent, you're going to win if you don't get an agent, um, because you're doing what you like doing. So if you've got a real connection, a real freedom for writing, uh, just keep doing it because you're going to win. By the way, you're going to write a story. And then you need to try and get that story to another person who's going to really enjoy it. Um, this is my advice now, <laughs> in case you're wondering. Um, you know, if you're trying to write, which I have done, um, and if your main goal is to get published, if you want to get an agent, if that's your only goal, uh, you may win, you may lose. You know, but if you just keep doing it, keep writing, keep honing your story, you win either way. And that's my advice, basically. Um, I had loads of criticism for my first book, and actually probably all of them to be fair. And my one bit of advice for anyone, whenever I'm teaching other people how to write a book, or whenever I'm starting a new book, is don't care what anyone else is saying. Don't care about it, because it does not affect you. It should not affect you. I'm not talking about a major book plot, if it's like awful, then fine. Listen to that. But when someone's giving you criticism, it's never, in my experience, it, they've never done it from a good place because people want to tear you down, especially when it comes to publishing a book. It's such a weird fantasy thing. Oh, I'm an author, I'm an author. Blah, blah, blah. It's such a weird thing to even accomplish that when you put it out there to the world and everyone gives you criticism, they want to tear you down. They don't want you to do another one. That's my experience. That I've experienced it every single time. I talk to an adult. I'm not adult, I'm not an adult, but like, <laughs> I talk to other people, they just want to tear you down. That's my one bit of criticism, is that, well, my one bit of advice is never ever listen to what anyone else has got to say, because you know why you're writing, you know why you're publishing, you know why you're putting that story out there, and it's so, so, so important that you stick to what you know and not listen to what the haters going to say, because they will, they will always, always try and put you down. It's that, that weird jealousy thing, I think. It's the, why, why are you publishing a book? That's such a weird thing to do, da, 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 da. And then they just pull you down. I just don't, never, ever, ever listen to them. And then, you end up like where I am today. Well, I mean, I was completely self-published. I did all my editing myself, my book covers. I designed it myself. <coughs> I did everything by myself for four years. And only now am I in 2024, I'm going to America for six months. I've got a tour going out there. I've got a tour in Canada. I've got, I've got all these amazing things. I would never have any of that if I listened to the haters who said, why are you publishing a book? You know, that weird criticism and, and all those little talks and why are you doing it that way? No, do it the way you know you're gonna do it. And another bit of advice, figure it out yourself. That, that's what's really worked for me. I didn't go and pay an agent to do it for me. I didn't go find a marketer. I didn't go find a publisher, an editor. In the beginning, I did nothing. I did it all myself. I did these courses. I learned how to make book covers myself. I learned how to edit. I learned how to come up with a really intricate plot that people are interested in, but I'm also interested in. I did it all myself. And I would never look back. I, I don't think I'd ever go and hire someone again when I know that I can sit down and learn the skills myself and it's got me where I am today. So yeah, absolutely. 
grow and learn it for yourself if you can, if you've got the opportunity to. I'm going to disagree with some of those things. Um, so, I, what is really key is you need to know who you are as a writer. I say you, you see where the market is, you see how you can fit into it. You create, you think about, all right, this is book one, but we've got book two, book three, book four. Are you writing a series? Are you writing to get something <coughs> off of your chest? Is it something that is going to develop? If you can see your path to being published and being happy doing what you're doing, then go with it. And I do think you you find the right people around you and you say, you know, would you read this? Would you give me your thoughts? And I've never found that there are haters. Um, there are people that are really interested. You need to find the right people and listen to the criticism. And if it resonates with you, then find a way to work with it. If it doesn't, because you know what you want to do, then go forward. And I agree, knowing how to do all of the steps yourself is great. However, uh, you're also never, you, you aren't a brilliant graphic designer. Uh, they will produce a better cover for you. You don't want to leave yourself into a position where you can bring other talents to bear. And there are some uh, publishers out there, like Goldwood, like um, Bloodhound, like Hera, um, like Canelo, that you can approach without an agent because it has all changed. Um, and know how the market works. Do some research. See yourself going forward. Where are you going to be, books two, three, and four? Don't just think, I want to get the story out. If you want to be a writer and be published over time, just calmly think about what your steps are going to be. Find some people you trust because support is fantastic. And it is really hard if you feel that people have got poor expectations of you. So really think about this is how I can be successful. First, the best advice I was ever given probably was from my sister, was to self-publish. Because um, that, that was my big step into publishing as such. Now, like Holly, I published my first book. I didn't have it edited. I made my own cover. And I, I'm not great at learning these things. I'm like you, Holly, I'm very bad. I want to write. I don't want to have to do these kind of things. So my cover looked what it was. It looked homemade. My editing <coughs> wasn't great. That book has since been taken on by a publisher and they have been edited properly, they have had better covers. And as a result, they sell better because they have that professional look to them. So that is probably some advice I would give someone who's self-publishing. It's very hard to edit your own work because it's like seeing the tree for the woods, you can't. I mean, even books that I have published, I still, no matter how many eyes are on them, when you find the same, I'm sure, both sides, is, you're reading through, I do audio edits myself before I get my book in, so you think you catch every single mistake. And then someone says, do you know your character's blue eyes on one page and brown a few chapters later? You haven't seen that because you just don't see it after a while. So it, it is, if you're 
self-publishing, I think it's important to have an editor and professional covers. Um, the, the advice I would give someone starting out writing is write the book. Don't worry about grammar or how it's laid out or even the story. Just get it down and then you can worry about the details later. And, and that's the way I still write now. I write my first draft straight out. It's usually a mess. Um, I have to give it to my editor and she'll come back and say, uh, this doesn't work. But then I can change it around. Um, but it's getting that first draft down because the reason I was so late in, in starting to write my first book was I'd write a page that I'd read back and think, oh, that's rubbish, and throw it away and start again. Now I don't. Now I write the whole thing down. So I think that is the best way to write for anybody. Yeah, so I'm going to put chapters in order at all. Okay, I'm going to go. Who wrote this book? Okay, we're about there. The scene in the drag queen being interviewed by Alex. That was the first one. Oh, I'll put that bit. I knew what I wanted the book to be about, but I had no idea what order to do it in. But the best advice I was given was give your first draft to five people you trust and be honest. If two of them come back and say, we don't like it for different reasons, ignore them. If three come back with the same advice, take, take that off. Um, and like Lee Charles says, get it written and get it right. But I don't do it, I'll, I edit as I go. And then I edit and edit. And I, it took me seven years to the first book. That was 18 months. Because I, I kind of knew what I was doing with that one. But if you do learn on the job. And my first covers, the first covers that um, I was sent, and again, I, I just want to write. I've got time for them around. Mm -hmm. um, I, do, I do a lot of promotions because that's just what I'm, I'm, I'm good at promoting, so that's why it took sort of so long to get, to get the first one out there because I was learning from other authors and by the time my book came out, they all knew me and then you had supported them, so they supported me in turn, which was good to build your network up from the outside in. Um, but I mean, they, they, were, they were really good, a lot of them were. But Louise Voss um, edited the first book, there were six of us looked at it, it wasn't until I reread it back that I thought, that guy goes home in that chapter, but in the next one he's in the kitchen making tea. <laughs> what happened there? And, and she wouldn't change it. She said she'd try it, but she hadn't. So when he went to Red Dragon, I, I said, I need to make some changes. And he went, that's fine. But these covers, I picked these covers. He didn't like this one. He said it was too graphic, but I think it, said, it says what, what it's about. Because it's not, it's not too graphic at all. I think it's, it warns you that there's something untoward happening in there, but it's not, it's not the little shoes on the, on the park. Which I find a bit creepy to be honest. But, um, and that one really is just, that looks to me more like a city street at night, which is Wolverhampton, so yeah, that, that's not like it's just a generic one. But um, I just wanted to get it written, and then once it was done, then, then I sort of you know, picked it apart from there. And I think the best advice I had was with Rita Dolan. She went to go with it on one side of the review. She said, and she had. She said she just wrote back and went, cheers, but I've already got your money, so I don't care. <laughs> <coughs> um, thanks everyone. Someone um, that's on the submission stage, I would just say don't, but that's just because it's hell. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I don't it's have any more questions. Really good, I've read it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the process is hell. Um, do you have any questions for these authors, Andrew? What are the financial differences between self publishing? and using a publisher's code I don't I don't feel good about to answer that one. Probably feel. I mean, what is the piece of they can be massive. Um, so, for my first book, 
I got £150,000, which it never ran out anything <coughs> like. I also got a TV deal. Um, it didn't go, it never got made, but it did get sold. Warner Brothers bought it and then we were making it with Showtime. I had some really exciting um, conversations and got, you know, uh, but it never happened. But I was, but I, over three years, I earned another 30,000 pounds for not doing anything, just for it being out there. Now, with um, these two, um, I get 50% of royalty, but there was no money up front. Um, the call sold really quite well, but it's on a deal with um, Amazon at £2 and um, in the works. So you make very little money. So it sold 20,000 copies um, in paperback, which is a, a good return when they're only doing shorter runs, but, but it doesn't turn out to be so much money. Um, I don't know, uh, I know authors, so with Booker Show you can be, you've got like two books a year, which is a push, but um, I know people that um, make about 40 to 50,000, or at least their first few books, it can tail off. There are some Booker Show people in the room, they can tell you. Um, but most, but the average for a writer is you earn about 6,000 a year. Um, people want to be writers, but it, it can pay, but it doesn't pay. A publisher gives you, a big publisher gives you an advance and you can get deals off the back of that and foreign rights. It's really hard with a small publisher to get any foreign rights deals. And a German foreign rights deal can be bigger than a UK foreign rights deal. Anybody else? Well, first of all, I'd
the print on demand as well, so if I want books, I can buy them from a publisher, which is a pain in the back. Um, although it does give me the publisher's um, price, five pound a copy, it's not the point. It's, it's the fact that then I've got, like, I've got to done things, I have to come on the plane and try and weigh the suitcase to make sure I can, how many books I can print. She's a millionaire, isn't she? Last year, we sold double. 
So I know that I, I made double profit or double sales, but I earned a quarter of what I actually earned the year before because it's been unlimited. Say again, Sarah. And they put the price up. Yeah, they, yeah, and then they put up the, um, uh, what's it called, the paperback, so all the pricing of that as well. So actually, I know you asked about um, self-publishing and actual publishing. In the last two months, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of self-publishing, I won't lie, because the costs have gone so much, and they're not, they're not rewarding authors. And I know a lot of people, especially in my genre, they just they can't risk it on Amazon anymore because if you know piracy as well that's a really really big thing at the moment I hate it every time I google my name I've got another book being pirated somewhere and all these different sites and if Amazon catches you even though obviously you're not trying to pirate your own stuff because you want to profit and um, they'll ban you Amazon and that's on Kindle Limited as well because of the exclusivity clause so um yeah, to, to go back to the self-publishing versus actual publishing, yeah, you, you've really got to look into who's going to take your stuff, because there will be people who take it, and um, yeah. Thank you. Well, unfortunately, that's all we've got time for. Um, there's books, because um, some of them are self-published, they've got their own books to sell, so come up to them, they don't buy it, I promise, and ask them. Um, but can we give my panel a round of applause?